back to why are people listening to this podcast about music, pop music, the pop music of now, or the pop music of a month and a half ago when this came out? I don't really know. Justin? Yep. Uh, well, it's the return of the Ed. Ed Sheeran Ed is back, Sheeran. So, you know, Ed Sheeran, who is a very prolific uh, character, uh, <laughs> who has been around now for quite a little bit. He still looks 12, and but he's he been around looks, for a while. And he still sounds like a 12-year-old, yep. which I want to talk about. Okay. Um, we've done one Ed Sheeran song mm-hmm. already, um, which we were like, meh. And uh, today we're doing the lead-off single from his newest album, Dash, or Minus, or Subtract. I don't know. I don't understand his album M-dash. title names. Is it, what is it? Is, is it a look? long one? It's an M-dash. It's, yeah, it's something. And there's some weird sort of like art, like arty thing of his face. Anyhow, it's yellow. Whatever. <laughs> so, <laughs> so this is Eyes Closed, mm-hmm. which is the lead-off uh, song, as I had said. And um, so, Ed Sheeran has uh, uh, been in the news a lot lately. Oh, no. What did he do? He won a court case. Oh, that's right. Of course. For not ripping off a song. uh, For not ripping off a song. Rightfully so. And rightfully so. And I am glad that he won. Yes. Even though, you know, it really didn't make any difference to him financially. um, But it would have set a precedent. It did. It really helped um, usher in... uh, uh, like uh, artists standing tall for their craft. And, uh, you know, we can talk a little bit about it, but uh, uh, I think it was a money grab by the estate of Marvin Gaye that was just kind of like, hey, your song's like my song. And it's like, yeah, and it's a lot like Palestrina. So, yeah, like, your song is like every other song. Yeah, that it's came like, let's it. just, yeah. you know, let's just all agree that you can't co- copyright a chord progression. And, and it wasn't even... And it wasn't the same damn no, chord, right. chord progression anyways. So they're very close. Inversions are tricky things. That's right. Jake, yeah. am I correct in saying a music term, the voicings were different? Yes. Oh, look, I did a thing. Yes. One one has an inversion and one does not have an inversion. See? Ed Sheeran's song has an inversion of the, of the tonic chord and uh, the Marvin Gaye song goes to uh, a different chord. So it is not even the same chord progression. It's not the same chord so progression. So at the very base of their lawsuit, they were wrong. Was incorrect. Yeah. Okay. They were also in different keys and different tempos and moderately similar grooves and about different things. So um, fuck you, Marvin Gaye. <laughs> oh, no. I don't... No. I think Marvin <laughs> would have been cool with he, it. He had... A, he, he, I don't know. It depends on how much blow he was on. Oh, no. <laughs> Let's not malign poor Marvin. Hey, man. Like, he, he was, you know... You know how Marvin Gaye was killed? Uh, no. He was shot by his own father. Oh, that's right. That's right. His cross-dressing um, uh, preacher father I do not murdered rec- him in his own home over money because Marvin was the breadwinner of the family, obviously. That is a very strange series yeah, it's, of statements. It's one of my, um, I know that it's very macabre to say favorite, but it's one of my favorite rock and roll deaths. Okay, fair yeah, enough. Yeah. And it, no, Marvin Gaye wasn't necessarily rock and roll, but, you know, pop pop music deaths. Definitely one of the more interesting ones. Anyways. <laughs> yeah, on that note. <laughs> on that happy note, let's talk about this kind of happy song that, uh, okay, this is something that I don't understand. Okay. okay uh, like, this, is, this song is in a major key, and it's a very sad song. Why? You know, it's about, <laughs> it's about somebody who's who's dancing around. With his eyes closed because he's lost his lover. Now I'm looking up the lyrics now because I don't okay. know what it's about because I don't care. All right. Um, yeah, it's 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 there's nothing groundbreaking in there. Okay. 
Uh, yeah, so well, something there, there are some clever things. So I'm not going to deuce all over this song at all okay. by any means, because sure. this song was written by some good songwriters in the pop music vein. And uh, and let's just talk about the elephant in the room. Mm-hmm. Who co-wrote this song with Ed Sheeran? Good old Max Martin. Max Martin. Now, Max Martin's been name dropped a few times on the podcast. He keeps coming in, up but... in reference, but this is the first time we've had a Max Martin song to our knowledge. Okay. Yeah. So. For those who don't know, Max Martin is uh, the pen name or or showbiz name of a very well-known Swedish songwriter who's worked over the last 20 years with a, a veritable who's who of, of, of the biggest pop acts since the 90s, including, you got it right there. I don't know. So, who's he worked with? Oh, it should I'm, say oh, right there oh, on his sorry. Wikipedia page. Um, this is Rogan-esque here. Taylor Swift, Katy Perry. Yeah. Um, uh, Maroon Five, yeah, Britney Spears, I think. Paul McCartney. Jo- oh Paul no, McCartney. no, I'm saying that only behind Paul only McCartney. Only he's John behind. He has one. He is third place in all time number one hit songs. That's correct. Yeah, so, behind Paul McCartney oh, and John Lennon. He did hit "Baby One More Time." Hit, hit me, me, baby, one, baby more one more time. time. That did, was his huge breakout. I want it, I want it that way. Backstreet Boys. Tell me why. Yeah. Ain't nothing but there we it's go. Like everybody knows that that's like somebody, you know. Somebody. Everybody, knows. <laughs> yeah. So he's all he's got his fingerprints all over the biggest hot. He's, it, pop yeah, hits it's in huge, 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 his huge. Name, I didn't realize it was a pen name, but his name is. Let's see if I can get it quick. Carl Martin Sandberg. It's pretty Sandberg. good. And you speak Swedish, so you're cheating. Thank you, sort of. Um, but anyway, <laughs> yeah, he's yes. So he's on this song. He co-wrote this one. He of, helped co-write this song and and a billion other songs and it and and. And the thing about it is, is that um, you know Max Martin and a number of other Swedish songwriters. Mm-hmm. You know, there there is just like in in the forties, fifties, and sixties, there was that um, the um, Jewish diaspora out of Eastern Europe that all came to flee the Nazis and came to well earlier earlier than that as well uh, came to America to start writing what we would refer to now today as the great American songbooks, Cole Porter, Jerome Kerm, Oscar and Hammerstein, like these, um, these people who put the bedrock for American popular music, the show, the, the music from Ira Gershwin, George Gershwin, who like did Broadway and early film scores. Right. So that's a sound. Yeah. There's the Nashville sound of songwriting, right? There's the Brill building songwriting thing like, uh, you know, that wrote all those songs in the 50s and 60s that we all know. We don't realize that we know them, but we've been hearing them our whole lives. You know, Neil Sedaka, uh, Arian Symphony Man, um, uh, Neil Diamond, um, uh, Carol King, you know, mm-hmm. all, uh, those guys who wrote some of the great, great, great classic songs of our day. So still today. So that's Max Martin. And Max for Martin now. is like sort of the, you know, post Beatles equivalent of that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Bob Dylan, uh, Beatles, like who really like the Beatles contribution aside from all the cool studio things that they were doing was like, they had a really uh, interesting formal structures for their songs. They would start in the early phases. They would start with the chorus or they would do like the repetitive rhythmic thing, the na, 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 na's, mm-hmm. you know, like, and the song has that. So, that was all taken by these the Swedish school of songwriters of pop songwriters and codified, mm, literally, like literally codified. codified. Well, that's it's in this key. It goes oh, from yeah. this. Yeah. Well, as soon as this came on, I was I was just listening to it on YouTube while walking around the house just before you showed up. And I listened to half of it, and then you knocked at the door, and, and I'm I stopped it, and I'm like, well, I don't need to listen to it anymore because I know what the rest of the <laughs> song is. And then I did listen to it, and then I'm like. 
And I'm just like, yeah, yeah. Then this goes here. Then this goes here. Goes and then I this. and then I turn to you and I'm like, I'm like, and you you asked me like, do you know who co-wrote this? And I'm like, well, it sounds like somebody Swedish. Somebody Swedish because it's it's checked every yeah. damn box that Max Martin came up with for a song. And you're like, yeah, it's because Max Martin wrote Max it. Martin and I'm like, oh, helped that, write it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just like you throw your arms up and just like, yeah, of course what, it is. That's what it sounds like. Because like the the you know the very basic thing will be like I. Uh, like the number of syllables in the verse versus the chorus and yep. where the chorus sits in terms of uh, um, how high, it, like, you know, the... The range? The, the notes that he's hitting... The tessitura versus, of the song. Yeah, versus the verse. <laughs> It'll always soar, right? Yes. Oh, yes. At, at Max Martin... That will, big, the golden the note. Da, 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 yeah. You go yeah. up. Like, yeah. tell me why. Yeah. The, that, yeah. Like, you... you you always go higher in the chorus. You always go it's higher. an open yeah. vowel. It's it's half the number of syllables. The, like that's like there's literal math. They t- yep. He talks about his math, and yep. that's what the song is doing. So I'm like, right oh. down to the ending. Like when we're getting to the ending, listening to it before we started recording. Like Justin's like, it's either going to end this way, and if it doesn't end this way, it's going to end this way. Yeah, and I'm like, it'll end on this note. Yeah, I said, and it did, and it did. Yeah, because because that's and the band how, drops out on the and, last. And the band drops yeah. out. Yeah, it's uh, like, <laughs> and it's because it's because it works. It were one hundred percent works, and we're like we all recognize like that's what yeah. it should be the, doing. It feels like it should do this now. It's like this is what like this style of songwriting. I mean, they they collaborated on it along with other people. There's a Fred Gibson and someone named Shellback. I don't even know what the hell that is, but okay, fine. Like this this format for writing songs has is now it's endemic of what pop music is. Like when you hear it, it's like. It's catchy. It's you can I yeah 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 yeah. It's okay, great. I can do that. I can sing a lot. I know when that's gonna come again. Yeah. You know, and, and this and that, right? And and the reason why that's so powerful is that the listener feels like they're contributing while they're listening. Yeah. You know, it's like, oh, I'm involved in this because cause I know where it's going immediately. It's like I've listened to this song a hundred times mm-hmm. already. And in a very roundabout obscure way, you have. That's correct. You, you know the template's been there for years, and you're just this is the next small iteration, slightly different. Yeah, it's just and the words there. are a little bit different, right? Yeah. And if like this, what I those are things that I like about it. Like it's it's that it's safe. It is predictable. It is catchy. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, Ed's voice sounds very good. I I like the stripped down he, production. It's very often... it's very small. Like his last yeah. al- album was like that too. Like it was like oh, say some program drums. Guitar. This was Taylor Mia. Some things coming in and out, like, but not like Wall of Sound, Phil no, Spector no. stuff. That doesn't suit Ed. Well, that's and Ed has a sound. So Max Martin and the producers made a song that fits his sound, which is like one hundred percent. Which has like he's very sort of a lot of subtle rhythmic things that drive yeah. it forward, like a little bit of a guitar pluck. Yeah, that's so common. Stripped down. Well, he he. This is what's interesting is that he needs to be able to replicate all of that on an acoustic guitar on a loop station because mm-hmm. that's what his live show is. Mm-hmm. And so he said so they wrote to that, and that's exactly what this yeah, is. He's it's... like, can I do this mm-hmm. at Wembley on my own? And he totally uh, can. And 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 tour around the world and get all of the essentials of the song in, and and I think that's brilliant. It is from a yes. But you know what's striking me about this conversation is it's like you you've lifted up the curtain to look at the wizard, yeah. which is this isn't just like hi I'm Ed and I'm sitting around a campfire and I came <laughs> up with this song. It's like we like we need a song that is going to make us money. So it has to be like you said performed yeah. at Wembley. It has to fit these criteria. Yeah. It has to be, and then you get Max in to do his math. So everything is so 
calculated. Yeah. Like we we can calculate and create a song that will work and earn people a ton of money. Yeah. Which seems so cynical on one hand, right? Because well, they know it works, but on the other hand, what art isn't cynical in a way? Because you're you're for the most part making art for people to look at and consume, and this is just that on a huge commercial scale. Yeah. And so part of me is like. I'm like, whatever, I don't care about this song. It's clearly just a formula. And the other part is like, eh, but it's still catchy and I like it. <laughs> you know what I mean? So there's, I'm fighting with the part that knows what's behind the curtain. Yeah. And 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 the other half, which is still just enjoying it because you can't help but enjoying it. Like every movie ever made or every book ever made, they all fit structures. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's, I mean, that's, I mean, that goes without saying in, in a way, but it's, we like to think about music as like, like maybe a little bit more pure of an art form because it's not necessarily like it's supposed to be an auditorial art form. Cinema is sound and motion, right? Like, and uh, so you have things that you can fall back on, but at the core of a, of a good song, like you need good songwriting, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. What's interesting about this album, and I might be wrong about this. So, you know, listeners can fact check me, but I think that part of the, part of the project was that, each one of these songs, there's a music video that goes with it mm -hmm. that was that is part of the thing. Like that's, it's not like oh I have a song let's make a music video. No, they were done together. Like it, like it was like while writing the song they're they're creating the music video, like so that it's a, a more um, it's it, the experience of it is broader than just a song. So those songs and the videos relate to each other. Like yeah, they're all like, like a concept album. Is this it, a concept yeah, album? Yeah, it is. Yeah. Uh, let's see. I'm just reading. It says here. Um, uh, it's released as a visual album with videos for the remaining 12 tracks premiering on the album's release date. So you don't get that a lot. No. Like, but it's a multimedia sort of uh, situation because why aren't people doing that? You know what I mean? Like YouTube is where people consume their music. That's right. It's like, where I just looked it. it up. I was like, I get to listen to the song. Where do I go? YouTube. Yeah, YouTube. Yeah, and and then and then it's Spotify. Then it's Apple. But it's YouTube is where most people are getting it. it is, I think it's, it's at right. least young people that I that I talk to, they're they're they want to see a a show as well as like even if it's just him performing live in an empty yeah. stadium or, or they want to see lyrics on screen. That's yeah. a thing. Yeah, yeah. visual. Video. Like yeah, yeah. But I'm looking. Uh, because I'm very curious, uh, track listing. Here we go. Stand by. So Max Martin is only on one on this one song, which is a leading single. Okay. Which is interesting to me because it's like, okay, like we're gonna bring in the big dime for the like, one. We're we... bringing in the emperor of pop music to come in and write this song with Ed, and I haven't looked at the other twelve, uh, thirteen songs on here. And then there's a deluxe edition that has a bunch of other songs. Um, you know, I'd be interested to see how different they are from Max, because one of the one of the things that I beef with about Ed sharing is that, with the exception of the production value, mm -hmm. like his, you know, earlier stuff was a lot more singer songwritery. Yeah, you know. And then it started to transition into a little bit more electronic influence. Yeah. To the last two albums, like, well, this song sounds like it belongs on the last record with Bad Habits, 
Um, and that, that had far more of a poppy dance mm-hmm. sort of element to it. Mm-hmm. And okay, fine. He wants to do a pop, a more poppy sounding dance album, but the content of all of, of the songs, I just don't see any different. They're all in the same keys. I get it. You sing in a key that is good for your voice, but he's got a huge range of singing capability and they're just all like almost all sappy fucking love songs. And it's like, you know, you've like, you're not a kid anymore. Like the breadth of the scope of the breadth of your writing needs to grow. And it's like, it's an interesting point. Bringing in a Max Martin's not going to change that because he's just be like, oh yeah, make your song now, (laughs) you know, and boom, boom, here you go. And he's worked, apparently I just looked it up. Max Martin has worked with him before on a duet he did with Bieber. Yes. Yes. So he's, um, replicating. He's yeah. replicating previous Ed Sheeran stuff. Yeah, he, yeah. Uh, and 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 I I just find that a lot of Ed Sheeran like sounds the same now than it than it did 10 15 years ago or whenever uh Thinking Out Loud came out, which is a great song. Mm-hmm. Like I really think that's a great song. Like that was like, oh, how's finally, that one go again? That's the um that's the 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 lawsuit song. The, oh, uh, yeah. oh, okay, okay, okay. Uh, the music video with the dancer and they do like this very highly choreographed ballroom dance and uh, you know I'm thinking about people fall in love in mysterious ways you know that song mysterious ways yeah yeah yeah, yeah and that was yeah it's a good song sure like I, you know how many people I've taught that song on the guitar it's like oh, ridiculous like I don't want to ever play it again but <laughs> like and people like it's uh, like he hit he got lightning in a bottle with that song. It's like, oh, well, every wedding now from now on, you know, you know, like it's just going to yeah. be there. And it is cool. Every, every almost every wedding I did since then, they had that on the list of songs that they wanted done. Amazing. With the exception of anything I did with my blues band. They didn't care about that. <laughs> that or that John Legend song. Um, All of me. That's another good song. But uh, <laughs> but it's like but even that song's very formulaic. Yeah, you know, and but what are you gonna do? He was like twenty or something when he wrote the song, and like he was just like, yeah, I think I finally got a good song. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and sure, more power too. But what you're saying is like, he, that's there's he's no been difference doing the between same that stuff, song. Yeah. Like it's like that was the best song that I've heard him do. Like I haven't heard anything like. Granted, I'm not like out there trying to find Ed Sheeran songs. Maybe his, like maybe that, but... all the rest of the album is like he is like a experimental jazz track, but you just haven't heard <laughs> yeah, it. You I don't doubt know. it. <laughs> yeah, no, pretty much not. But the ones that hit the ones that hit the charts anyway all sound the same. That's true. Yeah, to like it's you know, especially like the last couple ones that I've heard, like it's kind of the same sort of EDM influenced yeah, sound and it's for sure. And, and and I don't like the way that they record his voice anymore. Like it, they, he still sounds like an eighteen-year-old boy singing. It's like he's a man now. Like you're a man, Ed. Like they gotta, they gotta like find a way to mature him a little bit. Like he's matured, more matured. If you read or watch interviews with him, he's, you know, changed his changed. He's not that young naive kid anymore. You know, he's like, you know, he seems to be very like. Uh, in touch with who he is at, at his age. Like, and I mean, he's young, Yeah, but it's, we need a, we need a new Ed is what you're saying. Well, Jake... Ed, Ed needs to stop getting his heart broken. Maybe or <laughs> got bad choice in women. He's got all these, or like, or he, just, he's, he's just thinking ex- about something totally different. Like selling cars. Think about his watches. Yeah. You pick it. <laughs> something new and interesting. He's got great taste in watches. Oh, fair enough. <laughs> 
<laughs> as a watch guy. Is he a Tag Heuer guy? No. Oh. No. <laughs> I don't know anything no, about watches. No, but that's a good brand. Thank you very much. It's the only one I can name. That's the only one. Casio. Rolex. And... Swatch. Hey, man. Don't, <laughs> don't diss the Casio. Sorry. The Casio's good. But, um, yeah, so it's time for a, a, a shake-up. Maybe the next yeah, album. Yeah, I just want to hear something different from him. Like, All right. I mean, there's good stuff in the song. Like, it's like, yeah. But, like, yeah. I feel like this. maybe this song is, like, wasted on him. Like, it could have been anybody could have. Like anybody could collab with somebody like Max Martin and get a song that's going to sound good for them. Like sure, that's true. And, and it's got all of the little ay yeah 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 yeah. It's singable. You can sing along with it. It's got the big note at the two thirds of the way through it, mm-hmm. and the, you know nothing really. There's nothing groundbreaking here. No, that's for sure. And so, which is why I mean, it charted, but it didn't chart very high. Hmm. And which is why it's just kind of like. I, mean, I think the proof is in the pudding with that. It's like, you know, people are tired of the same old shit. I was tired. But, like, his very loyal fans are going to be like, oh, this is his somebody. Uh, I didn't even realize he put a new album out to my friend who was just like, hey, they, Ed Sheeran's got a new song. It's supposed to be his most introspective um, whatever. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, well, then I'll see where it charted and maybe we'll do it on the on the pod. And, uh, oh, yeah, there it is, like, in the teens, the mm-hmm, low mm-hmm. teens or something, like, high teens or something. I'm just like, well, it's there. Let's do it, you know. Yeah. Because I don't want to do Bad Bunny or. <laughs> I understand. We Yeah, something with it. That's fun to have Maybe a, a song, song. Like, maybe a song. How about a song? Yeah. And it's a song. It is a song. It's a song song. Just a little predictable and boring. Yeah. And we're ready for a new, we're ready for a change. We're, yeah. Ed, grow up. Oh, no, just joking. No, that's it. No, we're going to leave no, it no, on no, that. No, no. <laughs> and grow the hell up, yeah. boy. I'm very, I just would say at the end, like that I'm just, I'm super glad that he won that loss, loss that, that lawsuit yep. because he deserved to win that. He did not deserve to be sued. No, that was I mean, and, and so it's just, and, and for listeners who don't understand um, the, the issue of copywriting chord progressions, you cannot copyright chord progressions. Um, otherwise you, the very second song is an IP infringement, yeah. you know, it's <laughs> so, uh, I can, uh, it happens all the time in pop in rock and roll music. Like if Elvis Presley did a rock and roll song and he stole that chord progression from Robert Johnson, you know, without even knowing about it. And Robert Johnson stole that chord progression from Bach without even knowing about it because <laughs> it's just how chords and western music systems work they they follow a certain predictable pattern and that and that you need to create your own melody on top of that form and yeah. lyrics on top of that structure right and uh, so you cannot copyright a chord progression you can a melody you people can be successfully sued for like you know the or something like the baseline it, it under has, pressure it has and... been done yeah, yeah, and and uh, but that's uh, the baseline. Definitely is something that I would have sued for that too. For the under pressure um, one and the the vanilla ice one, for sure. For sure, I would have. That one is like and if somebody mm. stole my melody, like I would, I would sue. But um, or uh, or lyrics. I mean, that's the oh, most yeah, obvious I'm, one because yeah. it's poetry, right? And if you're going to steal your poem, you know, you you see those things turning up in in. Uh, as uh, in in other forms of pop music, like in hip hop, where people will borrow, you know, entire chunks of verses uh, as an homage to another MC, you know, quoting another MC, which 
It's not the same you know, thing. Which is not the same thing. Yeah. You know. Um, and oftentimes they get that cleared, you know. Right. You yeah, know. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, sampling through everything for a loop, you know, uh, after that, which it's a whole different thing. It's a very confusing sort of how much can you sample? Do you have to pay for the sample? Um, who do you who do you pay for the sample? All this kind of stuff, and and uh, I'm not interested in getting into an entertainment law discussion <laughs> here. But uh, <laughs> but we're stealing, happy for stealing a cadence in the key of of D, you know, is not something that you can sue somebody over, especially when you're wrong about the chord progression. So <laughs> exactly, you know, I'm a and I I'm a big Marvin Gaye fan. Mm-hmm. Like I absolutely love Marvin Gaye, but his estate really like yeah who looked was like his, it was one of his, his kids or something? I, i'm not exactly sure but uh yeah somebody who is involved in that uh like really looks like a bunch of assholes right now yeah money grabbers like going after a very wealthy um a young man who just wants to write songs who idolizes marvin Gaye. i'm sure yep you know it's like that's got a sting and uh uh, that's a great victory for songwriters um, to, you know, and it's such a public. Oh, yeah. Uh, it was in the news. Everybody uh, saw thing. it. Yeah. Yeah. It will dissuade people from doing similar lawsuits. Yeah. Having, so. Because it's in the not just in the courts, but because yeah. it's in the public eye. Yeah. And some of these lawsuits like <clears throat> that have come up in the last 20 years, like are just so fucking flimsy. Like the uh, I can't believe that Robin Thicke still got nailed over. Uh, that song the blurred uh, lines one? yeah yeah hmm. and because that was a huge hit mm-hmm. that was the song of the year like sort of like you couldn't escape that song mm-hmm. and uh people coming back like 40 years later and suing robert plant and jimmy page over stairway to heaven oh yes you know, of course and losing yeah it's a chord progression mm-hmm. you know it's like like Oh, like it's a minor chord progression where you the know, little like walk down there, the walk down thing. It's called a cash, you know, in music theory. Like, well, it's one way jazz how jazz how jazzers do it, but it's just it's how you make a minor chord sound more interesting. And yep. It's like he probably got that from Haydn or some shit like that. You know, it's like a very common musical practice to do that. You yeah. Know? And they were like, I, I wrote that. <laughs> it's like, did you? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> did you invent a minor triad? Is that what you? Just what you're saying? You it's like, come on, dude. It's like, be, like, just, just accept that. Like, other people can think the same way as you do. And <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know. And like, we had the what's the Ryan Tedder song we did with the whistling. Like, oh, that, yeah. that was done the right way. He was like, oh man, that's like, uh, that's a lot like this other song. Like, I don't want to. I don't want to. Yeah. I'm just going to give those songwriting credits because, like, it's too similar, and I don't no. want to get sued. It's Brilliant. Like, he probably it, would not have even gotten sued. Probably not, but, but at he least was, he had like enough foresight to know. It's like, you know what? I don't need like no. And he must. I don't need this smoke in his own mind. He just put him in like, yeah, yeah. I bet I was influenced having heard that, even though it was subconscious. Yeah. So I'll just go ahead and give him some rights. Yeah, it's like the famous song about Paul McCartney and yesterday. It's like he woke. He wrote the song oh, in a dream, and yeah, he, that's right, that's right. And like he didn't realize he was like he thought that it was somebody else's song. Mm-hmm. And he thought, you know, like no, no, it's not. He must have wrote it. And he's like, oh boy, I don't know. <laughs> that's awesome. And it's like most covered song in yeah in music history. 
It's like crazy. 4,000 times or something like that. People have done yesterday. Almost as popular as a Max Martin song. Almost as popular as a Max <laughs> Martin song. <laughs> Almost. Well, Max. Yes. Well thanks done. For, thanks for finally making it on the podcast. Well, I'm sure we'll see you again. I'm sure we'll see you again soon. All right. Well, okay. Uh, bye. Bye-bye. Why Are People Listening to This is brought to you by the Black Box Collective and Outside the Lines Press. And it's produced by me, Jake Hanlon, and my friend, Justin Gregg. If you enjoyed the show, please give us a rating and maybe a review on the Apple Podcast Store. This is the number one thing you can do to help out the show, strangely enough. And it's simple and it's easy and you can do it right now. 